The Dallas Stars' six-game point streak comes to an end in St. Louis as they fall to the Blues by the final score of 2-1. to one. And special teams has been a tale of two stories lately. The PK has been brilliant, not so much on the power play side of things. Let's break this one down next on Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer, 105 Through the Fan, and play-by-play voice of the Chippewa Steel. Be sure to subscribe. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And as always, thank you so much for making us a part of your day and making us your first listen. Well, that one stung last night as the Stars fall to the St. Louis Blues by a final score of 2-1 to one in a game they played very, very well in. They just got out goalie Ho. Hofer was phenomenal for the St. Louis Blues. They went with Hofer instead of Bennington, and it panned out. 39 saves for the young netminder. He was brilliant. Scott Wedgwood was brilliant, too. (laughs) Both goalies went back and forth, making incredible saves, and the Stars just could not muster up enough offense, and the comeback fell short, unfortunately. The PK's been really good. They bailed themselves out once again. The power play continues to struggle. Oh, for 16 now, which is very unfortunate. They need to get that going. That's the longest over streak of the season. Let's dive into all of the goodness that was last night and a little bit of the negatives. But first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So as I mentioned, this one really stung because the Stars were the better team. I mean, clearly for the majority of the contest, but once again, they surrender a two-goal lead. They have to play from behind. They've been great at winning games from behind. They have an NHL leading 12 comeback victories, but like I've said before, if you continue to do this, your margins become slim and you're going to drop some of these games. Some games that you should have won because Hofer was a hot goaltender. The Blues came in very hot heading into the Christmas break. So were the Stars. As I just mentioned, they had their six-game point streak snapped, unfortunately. And they drop a game they probably should have won if they were able to, to execute a bit more properly. And to some degree, they just got beat. <laughs> I mean, Hofer point blank stopped Johnston a few times. Ben died a few times as he had a couple of point blank chances and you have to give him credit where credit is due, but you have to feel if the stars got the first goal, they had a couple of power play opportunities in the first period, could not cash in that this is an entirely different conversation we're having here today. Uh, but they, they, they fall behind once again and they really, really have to battle back. Uh, and they come up short. I, I mean, a lot of the numbers are in favor of the Stars, especially at five-on-five. Five. I mean, the Corsi percentage were all in the 60 percentile for every period. They outchanced St. Louis 31-11 to 11 at five-on-five. Five. <laughs> uh, high danger chances 11-2. to two. In the second period, in all situations, it did tilt towards St. Louis, but that's because 
They had a five-on-three, a lengthy two-minute five-on-three, and the Stars were able to hold strong. Uh, big, big shout-out to Scott Wedgwood. The Stars wouldn't have even been in this game if it wasn't for him. And expected goals against uh, at 2.42. He just he battled in there all night long. He has been. I've touched on it here for about a week now. He has been a saving grace in between the pipes. He's a glue guy, and the Stars have been better in front of him. Both teams were kind of loose. It wasn't an overly physical game that I was expecting. I thought the Stars matched up really well. I mean, they were the better team. They got a ton of great looks, and guys that needed to score just haven't been able to cash in. I I mean, Johnston continues to get great looks. They need him to start finding pay dirt. At this point, it's just confidence. He may be holding the stick a bit too tight. I'm not worried because he's still gaining attention and doing the right things. He's just hitting goaltenders in the chest, so to speak. Uh, It's been really, really hard. Uh, But I thought the Stars played a really, really solid game, uh, all things told. Uh, Just unable to to get the equalizer late with the the late-game heroics. I thought Suter and Haskinen as a pairing were really, really great. They were the... Uh, highest game score out of those two. Ropa Hintz was right behind him. He had the lone assist on the Robertson goal, which came moments after a huge five-on-three kill. It just felt like Jason was going to bury that one as he comes screaming down the right wing. He's a left shot, goes against the grain, and buries it against Hofer. Good to get him back on the board because he hasn't been at quite the goal-scoring pace this season, but he he leads the team in assists, uh, 11 goals. I thought the top line was was very, very effective. I I thought the majority of the Stars lines were effective, maybe minus the Johnston line at some points, but they had their looks. Uh, Hence, in the top line, felt like the only consistent trio, which is a good sign that they may be starting to get going because they've been very, very productive uh, as of late. Not quite as dominant, but they've been doing really great work at now working that cycle game and producing shots out of it because they've been a very, very good kind of perimeter team and a cycle team with possession, just not really generating chances. And lately, they've been able to generate some of that zone time into some really, really high-quality looks. And I love Pavelski and Robertson making concerned effort to battle beneath the end line. They're doing a lot more of that and not just relying off the rush. They're going to be good off the rush with Rope's speed and everything. And of course the goal comes off the rush because Rope makes a great play in his own end. And then he springs Robertson, but they have done a, a great job of really holding on to the puck for checking, creating turnovers. And uh, the, the stars had, I think, what was it? 18 takeaways. Was it? Uh, yeah, they had 18 takeaways and just 10 giveaways. Uh, I, I mean, as I mentioned, a ton of the numbers were in their favor besides penalty minutes. Um, but uh, they they blocked shots. Uh, they pressured well. Just kind of got out goalied. I, that's all I can really say. Hofer was so, so good. And expected goals against of 3.24. And he made 39 saves. Uh, and sometimes you just have to tip your cap to the other side. Uh, and uh, we'll certainly tip the 10-gallon bucket hat as the stereotyp- uh, stereotypical Texan um, and give him his dues. Um, I, you know, I, I thought uh, the Stars made a great push, too. Uh, they had some good looks at the 6-on-5. Hofer just did not give up many second chances, and if he did, he was kind of right on top of them, and all he had to do was cover up. Uh, I, that was 
kind of the, the theme of the night and, and really the whole story is Hofer was unreal <laughs> and Wedgwood was to, to some degree in his own right. Uh, Haskinen played 26 minutes. Suter was up there too. Uh, Harley didn't have his best night. Uh, he was a bit loose with the puck. He just played under 18 minutes and uh, he, he wasn't out there very much late in the game. And I think that was just kind of uh, the way the game went for him. Uh, just kind of an off night uh, for 55. And, and and really, the Stars just need some of their best players to score right now because they've had some really good depth. The fourth line has chipped in uh, immensely. They need to just get some of their big boys to score uh, here, especially in stretches when you have a hot goaltender and you're struggling to find offense. They just need their big guns to to kind of cash in when you can, like, Ben is scoreless on the power play. Um, and it, the power play hasn't generated as much success as it did a, a season ago, of course. And now they're falling into a really, really bad stretch here uh, as of late. Uh, PK's been good, and we're going to get to that in just a moment, I promise you, because um, it's it's been phenomenal what that unit has been able to do, but the stars fall by a final score of two to one. And uh, my overarching headline here, they just get out goalie six game point streak comes uh, is snapped. They get a reeling, reeling Chicago team here in a few days and they get them back to back. As I mentioned, this 10 game stretch is huge. Um, and uh, the final few scores are, are rolling in as we speak. Stars will probably be in third place now after I think the Avs are going to take care of business against Arizona. We'll see what the third period brings for Winnipeg and Chicago, but they'll probably drop to third. They do have a game in hand, of course, but this is a huge stretch. You're playing nine out of 10. Now make it eight out of 10 uh, or eight out of nine against central division opponents. And they've been very, very good in the, uh, in the, uh, in the division. Uh, unfortunately, they deserve two. They don't get any. Uh, and you could have said that against Nashville too. They probably didn't deserve to have any in that game and they pick up two. Sometimes that's just the way hockey goes and uh, you got to live with that no matter how frustrating it is. But uh, a lot of good signs. Stars played consistent. Uh, I, I think both teams were a little loose. I thought it was a fun hockey game too. Uh, a ton of great looks, high danger chances both ways. Kind of got an old school uh, feel to that one, uh, which uh, which was, was uh, a nice watch. Just really, really bitter taste, not at least picking up a point in a game that you you frankly dominated. But uh, execution, man, execution, execution is sometimes the name of the game. Stars didn't execute enough. The Blues did, and uh, they were able to shut it down late, and the Stars fall in St. Louis by a final score of 2-1. to one. But let's jump into some really, really great positives. And that is the PK, which has been brilliant. They continue to bail the stars out. And we'll do that in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is one of the best places you can go for daily fantasy hockey. It's almost the halfway point of the season. And Stars fans... The Stars have been playing very, very well, even with the loss, regardless of where they are in the standings. I want to remind you, you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contest. And the wonderful thing about 
daily fantasy hockey is too. You don't have to worry about checking your team every day. You don't have to play every day. If you want to take a night off and just wait for the huge slate like we had yesterday with 14 games and make some choices and hopefully win you some money because you can just pick some of the studs like your McDavid's, your McKinnon's, who's going crazy right now, and the Crosby's. And all you got to do is pick eight seeper projections like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, any of that stuff. If you correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats, you win 100 times your bet on sleeper. You heard me right, Stars fans. 100 times your bet playing sleeper. So go ahead, use promo code locked on NHL, and you'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and with location availability. So the stars PK continues to just be a really, really silver lining even when they've struggled this season, they've just had so much success. Uh, and that rang true yesterday as well in St. Louis because, well, the Stars were 0 for 2 on their power play. Very, very unfortunate as they can't get things going. We're going to touch on that, believe me. But man, this PK buckles down when it matters most. And Hockenbaugh and Lindell, I, I did touch on this yesterday. Uh, in the episode, but man, Hawk and Paul Lindell are like exclusively the pairing playing at four on five or five on four on the PK. And man, they just continue to go to work. Hawk and Paul played almost four minutes of PK time. He was out there for almost the entirety of the five on three as the stars, of course, took a penalty, a four minute power play. And then they take a, uh, excuse, uh, they take a, a delay a game minor from Johnston. They're like, oh my God, this is getting out of hand. And it's a five on three and uh, 11 shots on goal for St. Louis. Wedgwood, 11 for 11 in the pipes. Hockenpah had five, five, uh, uh, f- over five minutes of total time on ice. So did Lindell during that, uh, I guess, six minutes of penalty kill time. I mean, just incredible work in tandem. They got huge clears when they needed to. And with a five on three, of course, you're going to have to give up great looks. But they didn't give up grade A chances, I would say. There were some shots, you know, inside the the tops of the, of the circles, but nothing just point blank or back door. It was kind of a screen or Wedgwood had a view of it, of a wrist shot. And I thought they did that for the majority of the game too. Uh, and, and something I think is a real positive uh, to take out of the game is the Stars did not give up a lot of interior looks. Uh, I mean, the, the goals they had were from, I mean, 40 feet outside the tops of the circles. <laughs> and Wedgwood was screened on, what was actually screened on twice uh, on both of them, which uh, sucks. But uh, man, uh, the PK continues to just do wonderful, wonderful work. Um, and, and you, you got to give a shout out to guys like uh, T- Tyler Sagan, who's done some great work. Of course, Sam Steele, uh, Radic Foxa, who's been a great shutdown man for, for Dallas on the PK for years now. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they continue to bail themselves out. Um, if the P- If the power play could get going, I mean, the Stars would easily handle a, a few of these games um otherwise it would have been it would have been lights out by by the second period because of course they kill off that huge five on three and then moments later Robertson scores and you're like oh my gosh the stars are gonna pull this one off 
And uh, I have to admit, I, I I thought there was no way Dallas was losing this game after killing off that five on three. And then you uh, you you jump into uh, you jump into a full twenty minutes, and uh, the stars kind of smelled blood in the water. Uh, unfortunately, it just uh, did not happen for them. But they continue to be uh, one of the best penalty kills in the league. They're top five, and uh, with their four for four effort, I think that slides them into I believe fifth place. We'll have to uh, confirm that. But uh, man, they've been so good, and and it's such a it's such a key part of the game, especially in the modern NHL. Come playoff time. There's a lot of horrendous calls, and there's a lot of horrendous calls during the entire entire year. Plus, look, the game moves fast. There's going to be bad calls every once in a while, and sometimes you just got to buck up, and you can't cry about it. I, I mean, look at Minnesota to some degree in the in the playoff series uh, last season, last spring. Like at some point, you just got to kill off a, a penalty, whether it was justified or you didn't deserve it. Like you gotta bear down and sack up, so to speak, and just get a stop. Like who cares? Like the stripes are gonna have influence sometimes. That's just the way it goes. And yeah, we all wish they could be better. Uh, unfortunately, they're humans and they're gonna make mistakes. And, and you just have to buck up. Uh, and and the stars have done that. They're actually first place now after the <laughs> the big four for four uh, effort at eighty six percent. They've been phenomenal on the road. So uh, I mean, a big shout out to the PK unit and Alan uh, Nazardine, who's uh, of course kind of the the brains uh, behind the operation. And a, a shout out to Wedgwood and Otter, who have been phenomenal in their own right too. The stars have had. I think over almost eight minutes, close to eight minutes of five on three time this season, and they haven't given up a goal. I mean, that is pretty remarkable because that's almost, I mean, mark it down like that's a tally for the opposition. And they they win faceoffs is part of the reason why they're so good. They're running 53% of their draws this season. That ranks top five. I mean, they win draws otherworldly, like Jamie Ben Duchesne's been great in that department. Sagan, Foxa, Steele, Smith, Bavelski, Rope. I mean, I can go on and on. You can pretty much list seven out of the nine forwards that play in the game. And uh, the majority of them are going to win ha- more than half their face-offs. So, um, and, and and they just, they take away great options. They're, they're so good at forcing the opposition into negative situations and pressuring and being a bit more swarming, not afraid to to pressure and maybe get out of position, so to speak, because like teams are so talented and their units can snap the puck around. You have to pressure and constantly shadow your man um, and, and force them to move the puck off their stick quicker than they would like. And they did that. And I mean, on the five on three, two, the sequence of Wedgwood made like four stops in a row. How? I don't know. But I mean, just a few mastodonic saves, like left and right, just stoning St. Louis in front of their net. Uh, it was like, oh, okay, here we go. Like Wedgwood is going to have, you know, one of these games as well. Like, hey, I know Hofer's having himself a night over there, but I'm here too. Uh, man, he's he's been so, so great. So, so awesome in this stretch since Otter's been down. Hopefully we get an update on Jake here in a bit. I, I would have to say, if I had to speculate, you'll probably hear something next week 
uh, just into the new year uh, about Otter and maybe a timetable for his return. Of course, he was listed as week to week, and we got that on a Monday after that Friday win uh, against Ottawa, which was about 13 days ago or so now. So uh, I, I would speculate next week. Um, the PK's been great. Special teams has been a tale of two seasons. The power play has been a dark, bleak winter recently. I'm going to try to dive in and give some of my observations and why I think it continues to go badly. I touched on it a bit earlier this week, but I have some more thoughts now, and we'll do that in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, Stars fans, the NFL offer stays hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The NFL season is ramping up. Just a few more weeks to decide the divisions, to decide playoff spots. Unfortunately, our Dallas Cowboys have dropped two in a row on the road. Another tough matchup here on Saturday against Detroit. Make some money because the Stars will not be in action. So a great time to plop up, use those spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. It's so easy to use the app. You can make bets in like two taps, and you can make some money while watching the NFL. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So a power play that is uh, less than desirable, to say the least. Uh, before I, I really get into this, I want to remind everybody, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Go to Locked On Sports today. Go ahead and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Covering the top stories uh, of the day. Local experts, Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. It is phenomenal. Make sure you go check it out. So the power play is now 0 for 16 here in uh, their last, what, four or five games. Uh, they're without a goal, I think in five now. Um, man, uh, sometimes it's so infuriating with the talent they have. And we saw this a bit at the beginning of the season, just kind of struggling to find themselves, but to some degree, look, there was some new personnel movements in and out, and they were trying to figure out chemistry and figure out their game uh, during that time. At this point in the year, you think they were, would be humming and it's just, it's, it's the opposite. They, uh, they, they continue to want to be individualistic across the line. Their entries have been atrocious. Look, they win faceoffs a lot and they're fine once they get it set up. At, at some point, you just got to execute. Uh, like, they they snapped the puck around yesterday. Um, I thought they got a, a ton of great looks. They tried to flip up Rope and Robertson, which I liked. At least a different look. You flip them on the backside. Um, but the entries have really been the key issue. Uh, and and sometimes it's, it's this ability to, or, or not even the ability, it's for some reason, guys are trying to take on three to two, like two to three opponents each time they cross the blue line. You're just running out of real estate. And frankly, you're hoping for good puck luck. Like you're hoping it gets knocked off your stick, goes to the corner. Hopefully you retrieve it or it gets poked off your stick and, and finds a teammate. It, it, it's a lot of nothing plays. Uh, I, I saw Harley at one point by himself. I believe it was in the second power play. He didn't have a, a ton of support. 
the stars were kind of regrouping behind him and Harley tries to slice his way through four guys and he has no support gets knocked off his stick, cleared the length of the ice. They they're too flat footed. They're not getting any consistency off the rush. Like they can't use their speed and, and a part of the, the, the really, really uh, frustrating part is too. I just don't think they're taking open ice. They're, they're they're trying to go through guys instead of just taking the open ice that you have when the other team is down a man. You looked at St. Louis, even on their few power plays that they had. Uh, granted, I get a five on three is totally different, but even at five on four, they were coming across the line with ease. And maybe to some degree, it is a, a credit to the opposition. They're standing up at the blue line. They are setting up a wall. They're not allowing Dallas to to come in with speed. They're forcing them to 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 dump and chase. Right? It's like, hey, you're if you want to have an opportunity to to cross in cleanly and get set up, you're going to have to dump and retrieve the puck. Um, and with teams with big defensemen, uh, St. Louis is one of them. Pareko's huge. Scandella, uh, two guys that are kind of your penalty killers, along with Falk and Letty, big physical guys. Like try to beat us. On the four check, and uh, I I don't think the stars want to play that game, and I and I don't blame them because they want to use their speed and be able to attack off the fly. But teams are just taking it away. They're forcing those short little passes to you know the sidewall, which really really infuriates me because you have Duchesne or somebody that's trailing Rope who comes in with a ton of speed, and they're always deferring to a guy that's flat footed, and then you put that guy in a tough position to make a three to two foot pass more than likely through skates or a stick to Miro or Harley, whoever it is at the blue line, then he's pressured right away because it's such a short distance that you allow a team to, to get back into their structure. Um, They have to get away from being flat footed and, and try to, enter with speed um, and not doing individualistically. I, I think they need to find more curling through through uh, in between the blue lines and try to hit some flanks uh, down the walls instead of trying to go up the middle and then deferring to the side. Um, uh, and look, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a power play specialist by any means, but it's been a redundancy here of late. It's an issue that's been happening over and over again. And I will acknowledge that they've had some chances and they're getting some good looks. Like I, I will take the positives out of that. They're getting shots and Hofer was phenomenal. Soros was really good the other day too. And and sometimes you just get beat by a good, a good goalie to some degree, but they're just not quite getting the looks that we're accustomed to seeing. Robertson's completely taken away. He's almost, he, he's ineffective from, from the flanks. I mean, I can't remember the last time he scored a goal from that right circle, which he scored probably 15 of them uh, a season ago because teams are taking that away. They're not really getting the high tip or that, that traffic in front with Pavelski or Ben as well, uh, which is really, really unfortunate. They're trying to work it through the top of the the zone with Miro. Uh, Miro's missed the net a few times. He's generating a, a lot of rebounds. And I thought they did that good yesterday too. Just can't bludgeon one past. Um, I, I, but I think, I think two things can, can be right here where their injuries have been really, really bad. They need to find another outlet to be successful and they're getting good looks. I think 
both are true uh, in this instance, but they need to come through because I'm telling you, they would have buried teams like Vancouver and Seattle the other week if they just got one or two from their special teams. And look, I, I don't see this prolonging. They have too good of uh, they have too good of personnel, and they've proven it now for almost two full seasons that they're going to be within uh, top ten uh, in, in that department. Uh, they've now slipped to fifteenth at twenty one percent, but. Look, numbers like that can change in a heartbeat. You get two and three here uh, in the next few games, and uh, maybe you're up there. Well, they have a great chance at it uh, against Chicago, who's ranks bottom seven in the in the NHL with the 74% PK. So uh, maybe they can make some hay here uh, in the next two games. They get Chicago three times here uh, within the uh, the next nine games or whatever it is. So uh, power play, man really really needs to 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 find its scoring touch once again and 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 I don't think it's personnel I don't think you need to make some drastic change uh, Miro I think has looked fine on the power play Robertson they just need to unlock him and get him in different situations I think you got to move him somewhere else and they try to do that and they move him to the left side uh with Rope but the the flank just not really there for him anymore because I think teams are just like we're not going to allow 21 to beat us Somebody else has to, and uh, they're they're trying to work it beneath the end line too. They haven't really found that touch or either because they're firing passes through just tons of traffic, and it, it usually gets cut down. So, uh, but but no doubt, I I think it, they're going to work it out and get the kinks out. It's just um, something that's really frustrating, and it could have certainly helped uh, against St. Louis. If uh, when you get two power play opportunities, you were kind of gifted one too uh, on the. The, the holding or whatever hooking minor it was. I don't even remember what it was, but uh, they were kind of gifted one there. You, if you just cash in, you capitalize, you, you score first. I, I feel like the complexion of that game really changes. All righty. That's uh, all I have for the power play struggles. 0 for 16 here in the past five now. Need to need to find something. And that's, uh, that's, that's where I'm going to end the conversation. We're stopping there. We got a day off, and they're taking on Chicago twice before the new year. I'll be covering games this week, and I'll have a busy weekend covering my own team. So, unfortunately, well, at least on Friday, I should say. On Friday, I'll not be able to do any, like, game coverage, which is really unfortunate because I'll be doing my own thing, calling some games. So, uh, no live reaction or stuff like that, but I will certainly watch the game after and hopefully uh, a good win. So, Anyways, want to appreciate you guys as always. Joey the Jet 19 on the Twitter thing. Be able, uh, be sure to uh, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Hit that notification bell. Thank you to all you everydayers out there and all you Stars fans that make this podcast your first listen. You are very, very appreciated. Be sure to go to Locked On 2, the first ever sports streaming 24-7 channel. Go ahead and subscribe. The top sports stories with our local shows. Locked On is doing great work and very, very happy to be a part of it as well. Alrighty, enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and the Stars will be back at it on Friday, and we'll be back with another episode as well. So long, Stars fans.